Welcome back to the White Gray Black Weekly Manga Podcast. This is the podcast where we talk about all of your favorite ongoing Japanese manga. My name is Bruce. I am the proprietor of the White Gray Black YouTube channel. With me again this week is our favorite duster in disguise, Gautam. What's up, people? This week, we're going to do a quick roundup of thoughts around the three new weekly Shonen Jump manga. That's Mama Yu Yu, Kagurabachi, and Two on Ice. And we're going to also include the three newest Jump Plus titles. That's Rugby Rumble, Magical Girl Subame, and Witch Enforcer. And at the end there, we're going to hit on Ranger Reject Chapter 114 because things are heating up and mysteries are unraveling. Alright, let's jump right in to the Shueisha recap, we'll call it. Uh, this is... These are the three newest Weekly Shonen Jump manga on the left here, and the three newest Jump Plus manga, at least in uh, the United States, I guess you could also say in the West here. Uh, that is... So from, from left to right here, I, I listed them, but I'll list them again. We have Kagurabachi, Two on Ice, Mama Yuyu, and then from the Jump Plus series, we have Rugby Rumble, Witch Enforcer, and Magical Girl, Subame. Um, <laughs> let's start, where should we start? Let's start with Mama Yuyu. I think that is the first one that was published out of all these um, sequentially. Um, I am up to date on this. I think we just had, I, think I want to say the seventh chapter was published on Sunday. Uh, Gautam, are, too, you, are up you up to date, date on Mama Yu Yu? How are you feeling about it? Talk to me. I am up to date. Uh, and I really like it. I think it's great. Uh, I, I just think it does. Yeah, I, I don't think it has done anything unconventional. It's been pretty conventional. But uh, the paneling is very charming. I think the characters are already pretty interesting to me. I, I like the protagonist. I like Corleo. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it, and it's taking its time. Everything is working for me. I think I think it's good so far. And I'm looking forward to seeing seeing it when it's actually kicked off. Yeah, I, I think you kind of unintentionally hit on maybe my very minor issues with it. I do like Mama Yuyu a lot. I think the story is interesting. I think it is a cool, neat take on sort of modern fantasy, it feels, and I, I want to say this in the most complimentary way I can, it feels like budget Full Metal Alchemist to me. Does yeah, that Does that ring true, you think? It's got uh, this sort I, of like... I would agree. Yeah, it's, it has the same aesthetic, right? It's it small. has a lot of the same aesthetic where it's sort of that kind of ninth, like early 20th century uh, kind of modern, what is what is the, post postmodern, pre-modern? It's got that sort of 1940s, 50s kind of like there's a there's kind of a World War II military-esque angle to it. Um, there's kind of peace after a war, which feels, I guess, post-war maybe is what I'm looking for. That kind of immediate post-war feeling. Um, it's, 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 a, it's an era where people can wear bowler hats. Yeah. Exactly, right? People wear, yeah. wear bowler hats and can walk with a cane, and that's just a fancy dude, and it's normal. Right. Um, but that's just kind of the setting. It has kind of the magic angle. I do like the protagonist. I hope that he gets a little more... I want to give him a little more competency, maybe, like a little more skill with his powers before I really am like, yeah, he's cool. Um, I haven't seen a whole lot of growth in him yet, I guess I would say, in seven chapters. Um, a little bit. But a lot of things have just been sort of happening to him, um, and he hasn't done too much to affect the world around him. That's maybe my issue with it. Is a, But again, I, I, I do I like think we're establishing that pretty slowly, but I, yeah. I see what you mean. Um, 
I and one of my worries is that it is doing it's taking its time with everything. And yep. I don't know I don't know if people have the patience for that. Yeah, I that, do, but that, I don't know if yeah. That's exactly the next point I was gonna make is that I do appreciate that it is taking its time. I think that that is in general better storytelling. I don't know if that necessarily gets you, sells you more volume ones of your manga, which is kind of how you survive in Weekly Shonen Jump. Um, so that that would also be my worry. Uh, I hope this makes it. I think that this, I think this one and Kagurabachi are both two two of the better new things we've gotten that are kind of straight across the plate, just kind of shonen battle, you know, just kind of action battle adventure shonen. Like that's that's just what those two are, and they're both pretty good. Uh, but yeah, I yeah. I like it. I I'm a little concerned. I'm a little worried about it. How do you, how do you feel about its chances of surviving the axe? To be honest, I I don't know. I don't think there are great chances here. I'd like to be. I'd love to be proven wrong because I like mm-hmm. it. But uh, we're doing kind of a hero demon lord isekai genre a spin on it, uh, except it's nuanced. It's nuanced and it's taking its time, which is not familiar to the isekai target audience in any mm-hmm. way. Uh, also, the main character, Corleo, is is not a self-insert. He is like a kid figuring stuff out with insecurity, so he's his own character. It, it's just, it's using, it's doing a spin on the isekai format, except it's doing everything, it's like pitching to adults, uh, or pitching to, to people who don't like the genre. It's like, Right. To the well, signing it's, audience. It's, it's weird. I don't know how to it's it. It's missing yeah. the one sort of, I don't want to say the one key isekai plot thing, but this is not a self-insert power fantasy, which is kind yeah. of, which is almost synonymous with isekai in my mind, right? Like, yeah. If I mean, there, there, it is not all isekai, obviously, but the majority of isekai and people who like or enjoy isekai, they like that sort of self-insert power fantasy. I am the two sword black swordsman kirito he's a hidden badass i the shield dude or whatever right like all these isekais um mm-hmm. as far it's as all power fantasy, yeah yeah they're power fantasies this one is not yeah. fulfilling that power fantasy thing i don't think isekai fans would like this even though it does you're right it does have that that isekai angle uh but i'm not sure this one to me is uh i like this and i think this is better but this is reminding me of uh oh gosh why am i forgetting it What's the Ginkgo and Luna? It is a little bit mm, of that where it's like, yeah. it's really good at a couple of things and it might not be good enough at some of the other things that it needs to survive long-term in Shonen Jump. But I hope I, it does. I think it has the reverse problem, right? Where it's a little kind of, too yeah, slow Kind of, yeah, it's going right too now. slow instead of too yeah. fast. Yeah. yeah. But I, it's, it's, both of those are pacing problems, I guess you could say. Maybe that's why it reminds I, me of it, where it's like, I think it's good. Like the way I thought Ginkgo and Luna had really good... Um, really good characters and really good art. I think this has really good paneling uh, and really good storytelling and also really good characters. Uh, but yeah, that's... In my opinion, um, and I don't know how to describe this in a way that makes sense, but um, in my opinion, it is the only manga on this list uh, that has that special little factor, that undescribable factor that makes it, I think, magical. That makes it just, like, good. Something I like. I feel like... Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like the love coming off the page when I when I read this uh, when I read this work. The author is clearly if very invested. I definitely agree. It has something special about it that a lot of other manga don't seem to have. Even some good manga, right? Yeah, 
Um, um, and I felt this way about Ginka and Luna, but it's another reason to worry, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really right. don't want to see this die either way. Yeah, uh, we'll see. I, I'm curious if this does die. This author hopefully gets better from publishing this, and maybe the next thing they come back with is their real big hit. Because I do think this person has a lot, especially in the paneling department, uh, I think this person is really, really, really talented. I so, don't even want to start... Like, I, I, I hope this does well so we don't even have to start thinking about that yeah i I would this is successful this is a cool idea yeah i agree i i I wish i would rather watch them develop this idea but there's always the the unfortunate acts looming acts of of weekly shonen jump i know yeah true yeah so let's go publication order um next up would be kagura bachi uh this is by takaru why don't you start on this one uh what do you what do you think about kagura bachi Kagurabachi is pretty straight across the plate. Mm-hmm. Uh, Demon Slayer, Jujutsu Kaisen, Bleach. This is that. I think it is good enough. I think it is good. I think it is enjoyable. Um, I think it is easy would be the best thing I can say. I All of that sort of depth and nuance and stuff that we saw in Mama Yuyu, I don't think this has much of that. I think it has. it's not necessarily like... But it's, it's not, not trying to, right? Yeah. It's not. It's it's not like the dumbest manga I've ever read. I'm not trying to insult it like that. This is just straightforward magic sword action battle shonen. I like the main character. I like his sort of dry humor. Um the side characters I have have liked so far. Uh only 6 chapters in, but uh this is I don't know. This is just one of those sort of like easy read action things. That's good. I think the action. I mean, I think the action paneling is good. I think the art is good. Um, this one, I'm pretty sure, has been the most popular of the new things being published. I think this one is here to stay at least for a little bit, unless it massively falls off uh, in in readership and sales upcoming. Um, I don't know. This I. It's hard to say a lot about this because it it isn't doing a whole lot other than I think it has really good action and I think it's very simple and straightforward and I think it's good. I don't think it's bad at all. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I'm, uh, I'm kind of with you there because I, I think normally I'd like Kagurabachi more, but uh, like Mama Yu Yu is like a, it's like a, a rich coffee, it's like a deep roast. It's it's deep, but not for everyone, right? Mm-hmm. This is this is like a a light beer. It's yeah. uh, it's fun, but it's empty calories. Uh, I I feel like that's what Kagurabachi is is going for. It's just going for the fun, the fun edgy. Uh, story about this dude who cuts people up. Yeah, and I mean, it's th- like I said, it's just a straight across the plate battle shown in magic swords. Like, it, there's not like it. it I, is def- yeah, it, it's and done. If I was in the mood yeah. for it, I would be enjoying it. But yeah. at the moment, I'm just uh, I don't feel like reading. I don't know. To me, it's one of these things where like I wake up on Sunday morning, I'm reading all the manga, I click on this one, and it doesn't bother me at all to read it. it so it some things I click on. It's easy. And, yeah, it, exactly. It's it. It goes down easy, super, like, it's just super light to consume. Um, it, it strikes me kind of as something like, Sakamoto Days to me has never been a, a particularly difficult to consume manga once I caught up on it, because it's just like, that it's just fun easy, and yeah. normal. And it's, I mean, it's just fun in the way that it's like, it's not asking a whole lot of you, it is just being a fun action battle shonen. I think Kagurabachi is much the same. Um, I think this one's yeah. probably here to stay. I, I do think it's it's got some interesting stuff going on. Um, we'll see about the mysteries. I like the idea of just like hyper powerful magical swords and whoever has them is, uh, is a powerful person. 
It's also I, a, yeah, yeah. I, I, it's it's like a, when we read Nausicaa, right? We had to dissect that thing for themes mm. because it was it was so nuanced, uh, and that takes effort. But I, Kagurabachi uh, is just a, it's just a fun read. You don't have to look for that. Kind I could of stuff. read like five hundred chapters of Kagurabachi in the time that it took me to read however what is it seventy chapters of of Nausicaa, uh, Nausicaa sixty five, whatever that is. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think uh, I think it's 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 good for its target audience and. It's fun, right? Like, um, I I like that the mangaka makes it not so edgy. Mm-hmm. Like, there there's enough side characters to make this thing a, a fun ride. It's right. It's right on that same yeah. line. At, like like I mentioned at the start, it's right on the same line as like Demon Slayer and Jujutsu Kaisen, where it's like, is there violence? Yes. Is it uh, intense? Yes. But is it like super intense or hyper violent? Or no? It's like right on that line where if you're 14, this is cool, right? Like this is. This is this is the thing I think I think this is going to be some people's uh, this is going to be some people's Demon Slayer, Jujutsu Kaisen, Bleach, whatever you want to call it. This is going to get people into anime in three or four years when it gets when it gets an anime. Um, this will be the sort of like, oh, this is a well animated, cool action sword thing. And 14 year old boys are going to love it and it's going to get them into, into anime. So that's exactly the kind of thing that, that, that Kagurabachi is. Um, I don't think and it's I bad. Think it's like, it's, it's a fun read. start. Yeah. It's a fun start too. Yeah. Like I, I, I don't like it's reminiscent of how much fun I found bleach to be when I started that mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Uh, I, very yeah. similar vibes, very similar setting type things in there. So yeah. Uh, next up on the list, and we, and we don't even need to speculate on that one, huh? Because I, it's a guaranteed success. I'm sure. I think so. Yeah. Just, yeah. 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 I, the readership in the West has been like massive. Like it's like number two, I think, in the last two or three weeks on yeah, uh, Jump Plus. Like behind only One Piece, it is beating like Jujutsu Kaisen and stuff. So, if even if the Japanese readership and uh, purchasing of Volume One is half of what it is in the West, it's still pretty pretty massive. So, good, cool. Uh, last thing for Weekly Shonen Jump is Two on Ice by Elk Itsumo. Uh. <sighs> It's a no from me, dog. I guess that's what I, I gotta I, say. I, honestly, I can't even speak on it. I haven't read chapter two, but I, that first chapter was so dull. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was so not for me that I, I forgot it's, to even click on it. Yeah, it's not bad. This is I. I I'll start. Wait, with did this. it get better? I'll start with this. This is far, far, far from the worst thing that Weekly Shonen Jump has tried to publish in the last two years. This is significantly better than Ichigoki Under Control. This is way mm. better than stuff like Do Retry. Um, this is not bad. It's just boring. And it's, yeah, I don't know. It feels, it feels amateur in a way that I can tell that this author is kind of trying to go for these kind of big sweeping emotional things mm-hmm. without really doing the legwork to to earn them which i think i see in a, in a lot of newer authors um you go oh man it was so cool when you know the person had to choose x y and z over this other thing and they don't realize that it's like well that was cool because the author had spent you know 50 chapters you know teasing that and setting that up and informing the characters and just kind of going for it i mean this is i think only four or five chapters in essentially I'll catch you up. Chapter one happens. They like, they skate together. They compete together. They like both fall at the same time. And then there's this whole backstory with the girl of like, she skated with this guy who was like Olympic level. And it's like, and and this is maybe the part that I don't even really get. It like really tried to drive home this like, oh, you'll never, 
you're a girl, so you'll never be a good skater because guys are stronger and guys can spin four times and a girl will never <laughs> Dude, spin four times. This is Soros' backstory. Oh, no. Yeah, well, and it's also like, like, bro, like, men and women don't compete directly in ice skating. Like, there's, Yo, and there's the a reason for it. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. Like, but there's this, like, her whole backstory in, like, the last two chapters ever has been, like, oh, and I realized I would, like, never be as good as this guy that I looked up to. And so now I had to, like, settle for doing, uh, I have to, like, settle for doing the, the <laughs> duos or whatever. But then also she's, like, looking at this, the main character guy and is, like, but you're that good, too, and you're a boy, so you need to go try and do singles before you can skate with me because if you don't try to do singles, I don't know, it's just, what it's very clumsy. Odd, okay. Why yeah, ice skating? That's the most gender neutral. You, your dreams yeah. can't be dashed from by being a woman in ice skating because you there's so much you could do in that sport. Yeah, well, and, a, and yeah. female ice skating is like way bigger than male ice skating. Like yeah, no one crazy. really like, especially singles, right? Like no, it. I don't want to say no one cares that guys can spin four times and girls can only spin three because they're you know weaker or whatever. But like female figure skating is like massively bigger than male figure skating right like am i crazy in saying that i don't know I, like i i don't know what the viewership is but i think you're right uh, I, I, I just yeah it's still I a bizarre like thing it's a bizarre plot point it's for, weird yeah for and, ice skating in particular yeah and so it's, it's like i said i don't want to beat this up too much because this is like i said this is this is far from the worst thing i honestly think that this block of Mama Yu Kagura Bachi and Two on Ice is one of the overall strongest groupings of release blocks that Jump has had in the sort of two, two and a half years that I've been really seriously paying attention to their new releases. Like, usually when they do a group of three or four releases, there's just one absolute stinker. I don't think this group has an absolute stinker, even though Two on Ice, I think, is a little, uh, a little amateur and not and a little boring and not not perfect it's way better than a lot of the stuff we've got in the past i mean like i mentioned this is it's way better i would rather read this than than dororon i'd rather read this mm. than do retry i'd rather read this than ichigoki under control i'm trying to think of the other bad things those are the ones that stand out as sort of like this is just not good um i i, I think it exists in a hard spot uh, I don't see it making it, by the way. Uh, I, I think it yeah. exists in a hard spot because Blue Box exists and does everything it's trying to do better. Yeah, uh, that's true. From what Blue it sounds, I, 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 like I said, I've only read Chapter 1, but Blue Box Chapter 1 was way stronger in every way. Yeah, and the Blue Box one-shot is like is amazing. And Blue Box has the anime coming up. I will say, the one thing that might save Two on Ice is yeah. in January, I think, is when the Medalist anime starts airing. And if you want to go read a, a really good manga about ice skating medalist is fantastic uh it maybe has been a couple months since i mentioned it but yeah medalist is amazing and hopefully the anime does it justice because that that story is impactful and well drawn and earns all of its moments uh and is about you know the girl doesn't care that she's not as strong as a boy the girls and boys interact i don't know it's 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 much 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 better than two on ice um it's very hard to have a uh it's very, it's very hard to be a manga reader and be like, yes, I would like to read an ice skating manga. And if given the choice, like nine dentists think, out of 10 will choose medalist because it's just way, way better. I think that just means medalist is going to put the nail in the coffin, right? Because even before medalist, it's like yeah. you just compare it. You just compare other stuff to the to medalist. Uh, Dogs Red is already really good um mm -hmm. and what was that thing that was uh yuri on ice you know people, people are going to compare it to that too yeah true true uh yes yeah, so I, I, yeah. yeah i i don't have high hopes for this one it's not bad 
Um, I wouldn't fault anyone for liking it. I also wouldn't fault anyone for not liking it. Like I said, it's just kind of, it's like a four or five out of 10 and it's a little boring and it's a little amateur. Mm. Um, this, I don't think this author is a hack or anything. Um, they have potential. And I, I do think some of the performance action shots of the two skating, I think are pretty good. So, uh, this author, like I said, this is far, far, far from the worst thing I've ever read from jump. Um, mm. So, yeah, I think that's it for the weekly Shonen Jump, the three new releases there. So let's move on to Jump Plus. Uh, let's see. The first of these, I think, that was published is Magical Girl Tsubame. Uh, that's the first one I read. Got to... it, it, it's funny. My top, my top three on this list of six is uh, only one of them was on the left side. Uh, the ones we already discussed, which is Mama Yugi. That's my favorite of the six. Mm-hmm. But uh, the other two on the right side, I, I uh, which one were we talking about? Are we talking about Magical Girl Subame? Yeah, let's talk about Magical Girl Subame. Yeah, so this is by Mapolo uh, yeah, 3, Mapolo 5, which, what's I, I liked it. Yeah, uh, uh, how many chapters did you read? I think there's three chapters of this out. Have you read, read all two. three of them? I read okay. two, yeah. Uh, I think I've uh, read all three. This is, this is weird. weird. Yeah. I like it. I like it. It's weird. Um, it reminds me, and I think it's supposed to remind all of us of Madoka. Uh, I, I almost I too see... much. I would say is one of my complaints about it. Is this this feels borderline derivative of Madoka Magica in my mind? Like it isn't even like you're right. That is not really hiding that it's kind of like to, like more almost more than directly influenced. It's like, Oh, the like art style of the hearts in the sky in this world is like very similar to the stuff in the anime, uh, Madoka Magica. So it's uh, interesting because Madoka is supposed to be like a deconstruction of the magical girl genre. Mm -hmm. Um, it's not supposed to be the norm of the magical girl. It's It's a dark spin on it. And it was so successful and interesting that I guess it is just, the norm now you know uh, that's the iteration now in the magical girl genre is what it feels like yeah in a way i mean it's uh, it's strange yeah. because and this and uh magical girl subime is interesting because you don't see a lot of you don't see a lot of magical girl shonen right uh, most magical girl stuff is published in magazines aimed at uh younger demographic of girls it's really like Magical Girl Subame. Shy is technically uh, which got oh, shy, season. Yeah. Um, shy is a magical girl. It's almost more superhero-y, I guess, than Magical Girl. I don't know. That, I, that one's maybe kind of shy, shy is like a codename kids next door. It, God, it really is. It, it really. Oh, you never seen that show? No. Uh, oh, okay. Never mind. Uh, other people <laughs> will get that. Okay. But yeah, either way, in regards to the art style, I, I didn't see many comments on this, but they they made it like the Maguka art style, you know, like uh, the, the shitty animation in, in Madoka Magica where people like misspell her name, call her Maguka. Uh, oh, oh that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand that. It, the whole art style is that wonky Madoka animation. It's yeah, like the, the whole art style is, is this, <laughs> I cannot it, get over. It, can you type in Maguka real quick? Uh, yeah, M G U C like K A. Uh, it looks just like that intentionally so and I, i'm positive oh yeah yeah, yeah i know what you're talking about yeah where it's like the low the low res Madoka eyes, eyes far far apart yeah well exactly. the eyes far apart thing this i mean i have never look i've watched clanid 
I, I think that is an amazing anime. I understand their eyes are a little bit farther apart than normal, than today's modern stuff. I have never seen characters with eyes so far apart as in Magical Girl Subame. The art, the, the, this girl's eyes are like, there, you could fit like three eyes between her two eyes. It's yeah, insane. yeah. It's, um, she, she, it, she reminds me of Froppy. She, she looks more like a frog than Froppy yeah, does, actually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's weird, weird art style, weird, but it fits because the manga is very weird. Subame herself is kind of, uh, a shithead girl who I guess is living in the moment. Very selfish is is how I would describe her. Yeah, exactly. Uh, she has like a lot of trauma and baggage, which isn't being addressed, but that's classic for a Madoka-esque. Yeah, that's, uh. Her, her friend looks like a little monster. Her, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, okay, the main character looks a little weird. Her eyes are far apart. And then they introduce her friends and you're like, wait a minute. Those eyes yeah. are really far apart. Um, I think I think it fits uh, the story being fucked up and weird. A little uh, weird. Well, and, and everything in this world is a little off, right? It's like, oh, they're going to normal yeah. school. They're normal Japanese, you know, high school, middle school girls, whatever it is. But then it's like, oh, but the sky is full of hearts and sometimes laser beams shoot down and just fucking kill people. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. It definitely kind of leans into the like, it's it's normal, but once this, you know, some stuff is a little bit off. Um, but yeah, this is interesting so far. Um, I... I don't know how I feel about it, but yeah. I... I I'd say it's in my top three of all of these. I it's it's got my interest maybe more than anything else because I want to see where it goes. Um, I don't necessarily think it's the strongest in any particular angle, but I do think it is kind of the weirdest. And it's one of those things that I think because it feels so influenced by uh, Madoka Magica that it's like we've already it, seen it before, right? Well, yeah, of, which yeah. I've seen. I have not seen the movies, but I've seen the the anime to completion the season. Um, and because I know that that goes really interesting places with its characters and how they relate and how that sort of uh, ties into the, uh, drastic negative events that happen, the sort of catastrophic events that happen in Madoka. I'm interested if this is going to have a similar type of mystery, a similar type of reveal, similar type of character interactions. Um, if it does, and if it can hit those successfully, I think this is going to be really good and really uh, maybe not fun to read because Madoka is not really fun by the time you get to the end. Uh, but it is interesting. Um, and it is enjoyable in a sort of, uh, in an interesting way. I, I think at the very least, it seems like the author understands what make, what made Madoka good, hmm. which is, uh, high school girls with personal issues, making a deal with the devil and letting them spiral out of control in the major way. Uh, that's and what it feels like here. Right? And not realizing that like, if you, if you fuck up, now that you're a magical girl, it's very bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, very, it, it, very bad. And you didn't know that when you signed up for this. So, yeah. D- yeah. If you need therapy, don't ever become a magical girl. Go right. to therapy first. Kibay, yeah. One of the best. Is he even count as an antagonist? I guess he is. He's an antagonist. Minor magical uh, magical spoilers. I think you know that pretty early. Like by episode three. I mean, yeah. Most people know know the twist by the first two or three episodes of Madoka, but yeah. Check I, it out. I think it's, I, impo- it's impossible not to know the twist when you just see that thing's design, right? His eyes glow red. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, it's I been God, it's been a long time since I've seen Madoka Magica because I watched it like sort of when it was airing, maybe right after it finished. So like twenty. It was good shit. That was shocked. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, but that's Magical Girl Subame by Mapolo Three. Uh, interesting. I definitely got my eye on it. Um, mm. let's see, Gautam, did you get to read the new one today, 
was, what is it called? Um, Witch Enforcer by Shun Akai. Did you get around to reading this one, Gautam? Is the one on the list I haven't read. Okay. Uh, so tell, I, tell me about it. Yeah, I read this one. I'll tell you about it. Uh, this is, this was not great. Um, it wasn't mm. awful, but very typical, super boring main character. This, this packed, there's way too many ideas in this world. It starts off with like a boy and he's been attacked by a witch and this other witch comes to him and is like, oh, swear to me and you'll be fine and I'll help you. The witches are from the moon. The witches mm. like are living in a perfect the society. The witches are from the moon. It, it, oh, yep. okay. I don't it know is, why that was so startling, but yeah. Okay. The boy Fair also enough. has, the boy also literally has the like Chunibio single magic eye that lets him it, see magic things. The The number of like, <laughs> the number of like ideas packed into this is like way too many things and none of them, half of them don't need to be there, right? There's like a bad witch who mind controls kids and wants to it like puts them in a circus and there's like <laughs> a little bit of action combat and the the good witch that's like on the guy's team is oh she's like she's a witch enforcer is what is with the title of the manga she's from the moon and is on earth because any witches that go from the moon to earth if they go rogue or go bad she's one of the people responsible that the humans can go and ask hey can you help us take down this witch um this has the same idea that's in another series that I'll talk about in a second where uh, the the boy needs to find the original witch who cursed him in order to get rid of the curse, which is something that is literally straight out of Witch and the Beast, which I've talked about in the past, which is far, far, far superior to this. And I would very much suggest that instead of reading Witch Enforcer, which you can go read uh, and certainly give it a try, see if you like it, but I would suggest you go try and track down and read The Witch and the Beast, which is an excellent, excellent series. Um, not on Jump Plus or Manga Plus. Unfortunately, I believe that's published. <sighs> Might be a Kodansha thing. I don't remember. Um, go read that. That's just like a better version. This is just like a worse version of The Witch and the Beast in like every imaginable way and with a lot of the same themes. I don't like that they're from the moon. I think that's silly. <laughs> it like it like shows their society. It's like, oh, we literally live in a perfect society on the moon and we're witches and have magic. But that gets boring. So sometimes we'll come to Earth and then we live forever and it and we go yeah, crazy. It, the moon the, the moon would suck. Why would you why would you live on the moon, you crazy people? Yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean like so the first like antagonist in the the, the first chapter here, like came down from the moon like 60 years ago, fell in love with this dude, like no lie, fell in love with a clown at the circus. And then he gets old and dies and leaves her the circus. And so she then is like, no, we're not changing the circus. Nothing is going to change. And everyone leaves and it shuts down. And then she, uh, you know, captures that, kids that and puts them in the, the circus to make them have fun. I don't know. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. This is not very good. Um, this is, that sounds of everything on this list, this is the one thing I would just say, just skip it. Um, I don't think this is worth your time. Uh, I, the clown, the clown circus part kind of sounds fun, but yeah. Okay. I, I don't, I don't think it's just, it's just kind me. of boring and, and amateur. The art in it's okay. It isn't super dynamic. It feels very, I don't even know how to describe it. Have you noticed there's like this modern style of manga where a lot of things, not everything, but a lot of these sort of manga, there's like a manga plus style almost where a lot of these things look really similar. Um, luckily this, this one, three this new one feels don't. generic, right? It feels, it, yeah, it feels like it has a generic style. I, see, I, I know. Ex like if we look at all six of these pictures, I feel that way only about the witch one. 
Um, yes, exactly. I think that there's a there's a little bit of that I think creeping into two on ice, but um, it's 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 a lot better than it than 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 Witch Enforcer for sure. Yeah, even two on ice feels pretty unique to me. Um, in, mm-hmm. It doesn't yeah, it, it doesn't have that same sort of generic modern. And I would say that this is just a style that I've seen kind of emerging in the last maybe like two or three years. Um, but there's this kind of look of this like oh this is a generic modern kind of maybe it i think it has something to do with the digital drawing applications Hmm. that are more and more popular and i think there's more and more artists who are young who have maybe not only drawn on these but have primarily been digital artists um that maybe informs that style i don't know i'd have to do a little bit more research to figure out what this style is and why it looks like this but this one is has that style it feels generic i don't like i don't think i like anything about this it looks like every light novel cover Yes, that's what it is. That is, it looks like it, that is kind of what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so let's move on to the let's yeah. move on to the rugby one next. Yeah, let's move on to the rugby one. This one is a lot of fun. I actually really like this. This is Rugby Rumble by Daisuke Miyata. Um, Gautam, you just got through, I think, chapter one of this, right? Yeah, I only got to read chapter one before we recorded this. Uh, but I'm actually I I'm interested in reading more. I actually very much enjoyed this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, it was fun. Yeah, I've read. Yeah, there's four chapters of this out. I've read all four. I think this is. This reminds me of. It reminds me of Dogs Red, and it reminds me of Eye Shield Twenty One. Me too. Um, it yeah, has those, those vibes. Yeah, it's very essentially much those. those two mashed up in rugby, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very much Dogs Red in in regards to the incredibly proficient but unreasonable and, and main character who doesn't know the sport, of course. Uh, I like the main character a lot. He's chaotic as yep. he himself would say and uh he's a total moron who is just gifted physically yeah. uh by by something he's like a superhuman. yeah for comparison the, the two people on the cover you're looking at here uh and this rugby rumble is the the guy, one with the guy with the rugby ball on it i guess obviously um the guy in the red shirt on front is 15 and the guy behind him in the back is 17 and he's like a foot taller and like the strongest dude ever um, yeah, but I, I didn't mention it. This is one of those things where it's like, I love the main character of this one. He is, you and I constantly profess our love for idiot savants type characters where they are just dumb as rocks, but they're really good at something. Um, and that's what this character is. It, it 100%. And I, yeah, I, I appreciate that. I, I appreciate he's just a, a moron who is just immensely gifted and simple, uh, and he's doing his thing. Uh, I I also like the rival character, which is why, like the other guy in, uh, in the back shot. I, mm-hmm. I yeah, he's him t- to he's be, potential future teammate. Yeah, he's he's funny. He's goofy, and I like his motivation. I think he's more complex than he's I would have thought. I I appreciate that he is more serious, but also has a goofy side to him. I also really like the. There's a girl who's uh, the childhood yeah, friend yeah. of the other guy. She's also really goofy, and something I really like about her. We talk about these sort of. Um, the kind of three-sided character, which is, oh God, I'm going to forget what they are, which is like pro, like being a pro tag, right? Going out and doing things is one of the sort of keys of that. And then being sympathetic and being proficient, right? So you, mm-hmm. you like them, they're good at something and they go and do things. And the varying levels of these give us a good character or a good main character. Um, the main girl here goes and does things. She wants this guy on the team. She goes after him. She talks to him. She brings him to the field. She wants to push her friend to be 
uh, to be better and to get back into playing rugby. Um, and that's just like, you like her because of that. Like, and that's a thing that something we mentioned on Mama Yu Yu is that I don't see the main character going out and necessarily affecting the world around him much. That's being low on that sort of pro tag score. Um, and I think that all of these characters are pretty high on that, especially the main character and the main girl um, are both going out and getting what they want. This main guy like goes up on stage and is like, somebody fucking fight me right now. And his grandma comes yeah, up and puts him in a chokehold. That's hilarious. I, I love it. That was, that was such a good straw. And the principal is like having, it's like panicking. He doesn't know what to do. Yeah. Very good. Uh, also, there was a really good gag in that first chapter where like the one guy who looks like a delinquent is like pipes up and he's like, Hey, fuck you, buddy. Y'all fight and, you. and everyone's like, he just looks like a delinquent. It's he's like, not yeah, he's delinquent. not. He's a nice oh, guy. Man. This is spiraling out of control. Yeah. yeah. This one is <laughs> really funny. The action is really good. You haven't seen it because I think it's in chapter two or three. Really some really funny, interesting side characters. Um, the the action and the, the sports action in this really, really reminds me of Shield 21. You'll see that, I think, if you keep reading it. Um, a guy shows up. I think you see the the guy who tackled and hurt the sort of secondary protagonist shows up again to play rugby against them. And they call him like... He's like, they're like, oh, he's like the best tackler on this like dream team, right? And they call his his tackle like the tiger bite or something. And so every time he tackles somebody, there's this cool panel of drawn of like a tiger attacking. He gets like pinned down and it shows like the tiger on top of him. Um, it's very, very cool stuff. I really like this one. Um, I'm, I'm happy that I picked this up that I saw that it was new because uh, I don't think I would touch this normally sports anime, eh, whatever. Uh, but th- I, I really like this. I think you should keep reading this, Gautam, because I think you're going to Oh, I, I plan to. I I, uh, I thought it was a maybe one of the stronger starts to a sports anime. I, I thought mm-hmm. it, it's kind of crazy. Like this list of six, I think I would put this in Mama Yu Yu in terms of my personal enjoyment so far ahead of everything else. I can't yeah. speak for the which one. I'm yeah, I would think. Yeah. And I mean, these all have sort of similar amounts of chapters. I honestly think that um, like... I think Rugby Rumble might be the best thing on this page, in my opinion. Um, I like Mama Yu Yu. I, I still find that it has a couple of issues. I think Rugby uh, Rugby Rumble is just like good across the board. Like I don't see any issues with it, except for maybe you don't like rugby, but that's a you problem, not a manga problem, in my opinion. Like I think it's good action. I like its characters. I think its its art is great. Um, I think you're simply right. <laughs> yeah, like I mean. Uh, everyone's your what is it your experience may differ your results may vary but like yeah i i honestly legitimately think that that rugby rumble might be the best thing out of these six um i don't think it'll be the most popular but it's it's really good really solid um a lot of fun just like again one of those like doesn't take a whole lot of effort or energy it's just fun but it's doing a good job of laying good character groundwork good art uh it's got like everything going for it so i really like this I, I would be remiss not to mention this in regards to Mama Yu Yu is that Corleo's lack of proactivity is intentional by the author yes. because he's not a conventional hero. He hasn't had to do anything his whole life. Uh, a peacetime hero, if you will. So he's learning the proactivity, which is his character arc. With that said, I don't know if that's that's good reading for other people. For me, it is. I don't know if that will. Yeah. And it's around. it's a difficult and this is sort of a general sweeping statement. It's. It's it's a difficult line to tread to make your character non-proactive, but proactive enough to not be boring or annoying, right? Um, yeah, because he's learning it now. And yes. that means initially he is weak and unable to do anything without anyone's help. Yes. And that, that 
that doesn't make for a character the audience likes. Uh, right. So we'll just have to see. I don't know. Yeah, we'll have to see on that. I definitely think um, if I'm picking one from each year, I I honestly think I like Mama Yu Yu. I'm I'm worried about it. I I feel like it's gotten a little worse the last two weeks. Maybe I'm curious to see what happens on Sunday. It's very I'm kind of week to week basis on it. Of like, is this going in a good direction or a bad direction? That's um, the opposite for me. I think it's you think finally it's gotten interesting. I thought the middle part was a little boring. Maybe yeah, maybe the sort of the sort of middle chapters. Um, yeah, I'm very weak to weak on it. I think Garibachi is just straight across solid. Um, I think Rugby Rumble is I like. I, Would you say I those are your top two? Garibachi and Rugby. Yeah, and I think Mama Yu Yu is a real, real, real close third. Like, it, literally, depending on the chapters of the week, that could swap with Garibachi at any point. Um, I, I am, think the fact that we can have different opinions is kind of magical because usually there are such clear winners and stinkers from these lists, these shonen release lists that we, we share the same opinion. Yeah. But I think there are enough potentially good things here that we can actually divide our opinions. Yeah. I mean, I think the bottom two are pretty clear. Like I think you didn't read which enforcer, but which enforcer here is the worst thing on this list. Um, I just don't think it did anything good enough. Uh, just not good two on ice again is sort of like i Mm -hmm. it has some appealing things i do not think it is interesting or good enough to survive everything above that though is kind of a toss-up like i mean like you mentioned magical girl subame is is good and interesting it has maybe the least yeah it has the least number of chapters of the top four here so Mm -hmm. um it has kind of more potential to grow or to be more interesting i think in two or three chapters maybe it's at the top uh because i like it enough that certainly if it goes to an interesting place or mixes stuff up or you know that does something more right it could it could it could jump up in the rankings so uh, it has to do something for it has to do something different than madoka because otherwise Mm -hmm. it'll live in madoka's shadow and it won't that's kind of how i feel about it yeah reading it now it's very much just sort of like okay well i've seen madoka magica it's excellent this is very derivative of it so it does need to separate itself a little bit which it's kind of doing it's kind of establishing more of a like maybe a military or organizational thing that created the other I, I magical they, girl. I think that's chapter three. You maybe not haven't read that yet, but we'll see. The author gets Madoka. So I, I have a good feeling that this will be interesting, but yeah. we'll just have to see. But yeah. So yeah. very surprised by rugby rumble. I think that's my top. I think Ugarabachi's second for you. You're saying what mama you, you on top rugby, second? mama you, you on top and rugby rumble second. Cool. That's, I mean, Hey, that's our little roundup of the newest Shueisha Weekly Shonen Jump and Jump Plus titles. Uh, hey, have, have you guys read any of these? If you have, get in the comments. Tell us which ones you like. Did I miss any of these? A lot of stuff shows up that sometimes I miss, especially on Jump Plus. Uh, I know I didn't miss any Weekly Shonen Jump stuff, but um, if something on Jump Plus popped up that you think uh, in the last, I don't know, eight weeks or so, that's particularly give, give, good. Give us, give us your top three. Give us your top three of these six. Yeah. Give them all. Because, give them all a read, and definitely, I think go and read Rugby Rumble. Even if you're not into sports stuff, I think it's a lot of fun. So I, I, I want to see if people like Mama Yu Yu as much as I like Mama Yu Yu, or if this is going to be a Ginkka Luna situation all over again. I think it's a little bit more well liked than yeah. Ginkka Luna. Yeah, I Got think Ginkka Luna lost a lot of people on like chapter two. This, this I think is a little bit more. Uh, I think people like it a little bit more than that. Yeah, fair enough. Cool. Uh, let's talk about. A Kodansha manga, a little bit more long-running and well-established, is 114 chapters, 
Ranger Rejects, boy, I, I think we talked about this pretty recently because this whole arc, so the last six months have just been this three-way battle thing. And man, it just keeps getting more and more interesting. Uh, introducing the twists and answering questions. Is that cover a reference to something? That's a great cover page, by the way. Uh, is that a reference to something? I don't think so. Um Okay. Well, let, let us know in the comments if it is, because I don't, I don't know if it's supposed to represent or reference like a piece of art, but it looks, it looks sick as hell. It's good. I Negi Haruba is an amazing artist. I love, I love his art. I love his composition. Um, this I is love chapter one fourteen. Insane eyes. Yeah, three way battle part eighteen. I like that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like when some things like one piece every single chapter has its own title and it you know informs you what it's about a little bit i am 100% behind and i do not mind hey you're writing a big arc it's just three way battle part 18 get get over it that's the that's the title of the chapter um <laughs> but yeah but we've got uh hisui from green uh what are they called green group green, green Battalion. squadron Battalion, battalion right? Yeah. yeah, squad or battalion, I forgot which Yeah, one. she's looking around here. She's in, I think, the office of the main bad guy. Well, I'll just get right into the big the big interesting stuff here. Um, she sees a picture here of Yakushi Usukubo, right? Who is who is Usukubo Usukubo's dad, who's kind of the big bad guy. He consumed whatever weird injection turned him into a big evil guy. Um has a picture here with a weird thing. Um, and Hisui notes, like, uh, what's that beside him? He says, it's not one of the 12 executives. Whatever. So, what is this? Uh, I, have, I have my theory, Gautam. Do you have a theory on this? Uh, yeah, I, I, I think so. Um, Might be the one we this, talked about offline, but... I, well, I thought of the theory just now, so mine's less developed. So I'll okay. say mine first. You tell me what you think. Um, I think it's probably one of the villains that the original rangers fought one of the invaders the original rangers mm, okay fought because yes. if it's not one of the 12 execs and the current rangers can't recognize this invader i i have to assume it's one of the past villains that this guy is a fanboy of mm. i think and that i i think yeah I, and i think my theory can coexist with yours um mm-hmm. because i think that this is so uh usukubo the daughter the the girl that we know from green battalion is noted to be half human and half executive i believe or at least half invader invader yeah half invader at very least um so i'm pretty sure that's her mom in the picture like that's my guess yeah yeah 100 it's her mom like i think that's a fairly fairly safe prediction i think i think you hit on something interesting though because we are getting a lot of hints especially um from usukubo dad that he is, he keeps referencing and seems aware of the these like past rangers, like you were noting, and how uh, I'm trying to think of. He keeps mentioning how things are like different and wrong with the current rangers that don't line up with the original, but everyone else in the world seems to believe that the originals were just a TV show. I- am I getting that right? I don't, I, I think you're right, but I don't remember exactly. There's a lot going on in this. In this, it, There's arc. a DVD box set that he owns and cherishes. Yes, that he watches. So I think, I think you're right. But uh, I think that that, I think that that occurred, well, so I guess we can go into a little bit more 
obscurization and postulization here. We those DVDs are from before what the majority of people and what the story has told us was the actual invader arrival. Correct. What I'm guessing is that the actual invader arrival was not really when they first arrived. Um, my wild prediction here, based on some evidence that I think is inside the story, especially uh, the last 18 chapters, um, is that the invaders show up early. They probably aren't, quote-unquote, invaders, right? They're just some alien species. They come in. Um, there is some connection with these aliens or other dimensional beings or whatever they are showing up and the... I don't even... We don't even really have a name for, like, the the power people. Like, what's her name? Um, the people who they end up turning into the divine weapons, right? The divine tools. Uh, blood of the Dragons. Yeah. Blood, yeah. Uh, something or the other. Something like that. The yeah, last descendant with the blood of the dragons that they used to make weapons. Right. And uh, that's what they call... Real quick, uh, yeah. maybe correction, Bruce. I, I'm not sure if I'm remembering this right. Uh, didn't Yellow Ranger reveal that invaders were created by him and his team? He... Or, or something like that? He, I think he maybe revealed that the foot soldiers were... Hmm. I okay. don't remember the specifics of it. He did reveal something like that. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, and that, I, I think that feeds into what I'm saying is that I don't, it might. Yeah. Okay. Back it up. The original, we'll call them invaders for now. The original executives invaders, two possibilities, right? Either they're from space. There's some extra dimensional other thing. They come in and they're related to these dragon-blooded power people. Maybe they're the same, right? Maybe the original dragon-blooded power people are actually the original uh, are actually the original quote-unquote invaders. Um, or maybe these dragon people exist. The original sort of five rangers get a hold of them. Yellow Ranger makes the executives and the foot soldiers. He creates them, and maybe he creates them as an idea to. Uh, create a sort of an entertainment conglomerate thing or a war, right? This could be like a war weapon production. There's some maybe greed behind this. I, I don't know. I it's This is an interesting chapter to talk about because we're, we've been given a lot of new information in this arc and we've able to ask a lot of questions. And I think we're finally, after this chapter, I predict that we're going to start getting answers or getting steps towards those answers because I don't, I think that showing... Uh, what we assume to be Usukubo's mom and dad in this picture, while it is kind of posed as a question in the chapter, I think it also answers a lot of questions, uh, or at least gives us a lot of hints to to theorize on what happened. So, and we can uh, to add to our kind of our point of what happened before all of this. It's very clear that there is revisionist history in some way. Yes, because that's yeah. The the the. Yellow Squadron Girl is being cloned in, because she's the last dragon-blooded person, and they use that to make the divine weapons. Uh, but the thing is, why is she the last one? Because the others were used to make divine weapons. Mm -hmm. But if she's being cloned to make all of the current weapons, then her bloodline died out before all this happened, right? Because And why would there be need for weapons if there weren't invaders before this? Uh, right. Kind of a thing. So it's like, clearly... The stuff is being covered up in one way or another. And yeah. with the audience, us, we don't know why yet. So I'm kind of yeah. curious. We'll, well and I, and Negi Haruba, the author, right, I think is, 
I think at his core, Negi is a mystery writer, right? He's most famous for quintessential quintuplets. The core and the most interesting thing about that, even though it is kind of harem genre romance, the real core to that story, mm-hmm. once you get into it, is there is a mystery of this guy met one of these five girls at some point in the past, and that girl that he met all those years ago, that's the one that he's in love with. Which one is that? Um, that is the mystery behind the core of quintessential quintuplets. And and I think that that is really what makes uh, Quince such a cool, interesting romance, is that, that sort of mystery that he unveils. And I... Even though I think the sort of very end of that story had a couple of missteps, I think the general exploration of that mystery and the reveals along the way were really, really well handled. So I think, like I was saying, Negi Haraba, I think, is a mystery writer. I like the way he's revealing these mysteries. Um, I think before we get to the end of this three-way battle, we're going to get... I. I, I want to guess that at the end of the three-way battle, we get some big reveal that's going to tie a lot of this together, maybe leave us with some more questions, but I think we're going to get a big reveal that'll happen at the end, and then we will continue on with the story, kind of, uh, I, you and I got to have talked about this, but we predict that this is maybe like the halfway, maybe 60% mark of the story, and then we're going to continue and uh, and keep going. I don't think this is the end. A lot of people are possibly that. I don't, that. So I don't think so. There's too so. many unanswered questions uh, that we need to resolve and this is also Also, really popular so it's not getting axed so to get to the meat of this chapter though we're finally getting Mm. the third way in the battle uh before it was just invaders versus um or executives versus uh rangers and d was just like flopping around a bit but now we got our two best characters in the series easily uh green hisui and d uh, working together. And then there's a confirmation, of course, that she always knew he was an She's invader. known, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think she's known since the, the dream battle or whatever it was. Um, I think that's yeah. when the reveal came through. But yeah, she's she's known, I think, I've been kind of in denial. But now she, I, I like in this part that she is, um, she's sort of embracing it. She says down here at the bottom, if I came out and said it, I'd have to kill him. So she's just going to kind of like put it, like be in denial. But she knows that the, the guy that she's been working with is is uh, a foot soldier and she just says I'm gonna deal with it I I don't I think she realizes that he's a good dude nothing yeah, yeah nothing that he said he has these flashbacks of of him as uh, what's his name Sakurama um, saying all these things about uh, like all I'm trying to think of like yeah, winners can't do anything. Losers are the same as dirt. He has all these feelings that he lets out, even though he's disguised as a human. I think that Hisui knows, like, those were his real feelings. He's not actually acting about a lot of these things. He actually do- is kind of like the good guy who wants to fight on the side of real justice, his own justice. Um, and she likes that. And that's and that's why Green Battalion is great. Um, yeah, I... I don't... The th- Yeah, I think the third side of this battle... It's very interesting a, yeah. that you brought this up. What is the third side of the battle? It's the Rangers uh, on one side and the invaders. It's uh, Giga Death Invader and the execs on the other side. And I think the third side is uh, D, Hisui, and um, Usubako, uh, the invader. Usukubo, from. yeah. Usukubo, yeah, Usukubo. Yeah. And, and maybe the other girl, maybe Green Ranger. I, I think... It actually, seems like yeah. Negi split the Green team apart in and fractured it in a way... 
uh, quote unquote, that can't be fixed and is now at the end of the climax of this arc, bringing them all back together for one mm-hmm. last job kind of a situation. Right. And well, and, I, and, yeah. and also in a really smart storytelling choice, he splits them up to tell kind of all the story from a bunch of different angles, right? I mean, we've been following mm-hmm. uh, Hisui and Usukubo and D and the Green Ranger, and they've all been kind of in their doing their own little things, but that's kind of the four different parts of the story. Uh, and now, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think they're going to bring it back together, or at least... Um, we knew, we know that Usukubo is going to go back to the fight and do something that was a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but yeah, Hisui and, and D grouping back up. We don't, we maybe assume the Rangers are dead or defeated, but they might link back up with green. Um, looking forward to it. Another fun thing about this chapter is this this white Ranger guy who's just the the buff dude. I I love how insanely overpowered he is because he, yeah, he, he was, he was the, the, the character in the parking garage arc that I actually liked. Uh, yes. Yeah. B- because he was a moron who was uh, just, it didn't make sense how strong he was. He wasn't good at like the laser swords or anything like that, but he had infinite strength. Yeah. And he's just, yeah, he's just using it. Super strong. He's literally just like walking up the side of a tower, like yeah. calling himself white keeper. Um, it's also a funny play. The white keeper on the, on an idea of like the, the sixth ranger, right? In in the original Power Rangers, right. it was like the green ranger who was then the white ranger. So it's a funny I, play on that, but... I like that he doesn't even have a divine tool. He's just yeah. overpowering everything. Uh, this is such a good... This is a good one. Yeah, good panel, good art. Um, this is... Yeah, I mean, this is like the moment, right? Which is great, because this is like a human hugging and accepting an invader, a foot soldier, and saying like, come on, we're going to go fight together. Um, she asked him, I think it's like, it's like, who, like, who do you really hate? Who do you really go want to go after? And I love again, how much of a shitter foot soldier D is. Cause he's like death messiah. He's like that dumb ass face. He's like, yeah. it's like, it's like, let's do it. We'll call him a discount last boss. Um, which yeah, is really the, the, this is my favorite chapter in a while. Uh, and they were all, they've all been good, but, uh, Whole two best characters. Great. Yeah. Two best mm-hmm. characters, hype moment that's been earned. Uh, it, it was awesome. And yeah, I, yeah, this I I feel like I've been saying for like a year or more now, like I really need to just go back and read Ranger Reject because I think that there's a lot of hints and stuff buried in there. Um, and I think that stuff like the uh, parking garage arc, which we both kind of didn't like while it was happening, I think going through that at a faster pace, it probably works a lot better and kind of being more familiar with the characters. It, it'll, it'll be work better in better. retrospect. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think um, the issue with that arc is it character dumped and it didn't give us enough on the characters to make us invest in caring about them. But now a lot of those characters have been developed. Yes. So I think if we go back, we have that investment uh, yeah. in retrospect. Yeah. I think so. So I, I'm, I really need to do a reread of Ranger Reject because it's, yeah, it's great. I love this chapter. Um, anything else you noticed in 114 of Ranger Reject here? Uh. No, I, th- I think we covered it. I, I, I didn't notice, uh, I didn't think about the title three-way battle until we started talking about this. But yeah, that's clearly yeah. what ne- Negi's going for. It's like, this is the third side of the battle. Uh, yeah, or, I mean, I, you could take it Messiah. a lot of different ways. Yeah. You could you could take the three battle a lot of different ways. I think that the invade the uh, Death Messiah might be not actually on the side of the, inv- of the executives. Is. I think, I but think he is. But I, I prefer knows? this way because it's, like it feels more hype, you know, yeah. that these guys are like, because this is breaking convention. Like they're not 
acting like rangers and they're not acting like invaders. They're their own third party right. technically in this battle. So I, I prefer to think of it this way because it, it just, it works so well. Uh, I, it does. Even if it wasn't intended. Yeah. Cool. Um, let's do a real quick hit on the news. Not a whole lot of news this week, but I, a couple of things I wanted to uh, bring up. Sure. Uh, Akira creator, Katsuhiro Otomo is teasing a new manga work. Um, that's that's pretty big. Uh, Akira is it's phenomenal. One of, yeah, one of the most influential manga maybe of of all time. Um, yeah, I think so. Uh, definitely one of them. Certainly in in the anime things, it's it's yeah. I mean, I would put it top five most influential anime properties. You know, after maybe like Astro Boy, Akira is sort of. I mean, Akira was released in what like eighty. I want to say like way before yeah and the Akira motorcycle slide is is basically as common as the Wilhelm Wilhelm scream at this point it is yeah it is yeah that's a good comparison it's literally the Wilhelm scream of of animated uh media um but even uh even the new Jordan Peele movie had had it at the end of it yeah, the Jordan Peele movie had it. It's it's in the Spider-Man 2 game apparently. I saw it oh, yeah, that yeah, yeah, which yeah. was not yeah. great. Um yeah, so I wasn't. I, I looked up Katsuhiro uh, Otomo because I wasn't sure if he had been sort of working, doing a lot of stuff since Akira. Um, he's got he's got a couple of other things. You know, every couple of years, um, nothing really like long running. I would say uh, most of his work was sort of pre nineteen eighties. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see if he's is if it's a one shot. If it is a uh, like a serialized thing, if it's a long running thing, if it's a big, small thing, I don't, I'm curious. I mean, it's, he's Akira is one of the greats. I'm excited to see what else this guy has. So yeah, pretty hyped about that. I wonder if he can make a more badass character than Kaneda. Cause that is the most, oh, I can't even think of one. It's insane. Yeah. How, how cool Very that cool. character is. I need to yeah. go and read uh, Akira. Cause I know that the manga is a lot more than the movie. So you know what? I, I, I read some of it, but I, I have to go read it too. Cause there are differences. I just, I, I just don't remember them. I bet it's like a, a Nausicaa situation. I know, definitely, where, I think is because yeah, I, I know a, there's a, a lot, lot more, more with the there's a lot more with the motorcycle gangs and stuff like that. I have a friend who's read it. He's told me about it. Um, but yeah, I um, wonder if if like Nausicaa, like it, it is just far better, or if it is if it's just longer. You know, and, and yeah, I'm still, not sure. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to see. Yeah, we'll have to see. Uh, let's see. Next one on the news. Hey, it's me. Bruce, the biggest now Kurosawa fan that I know. Pluto yeah. is now streaming on Netflix. This is not an ad. Go watch it. Everything I've seen about it, it looks absolutely gorgeous. I am. Ex- I think I'm literally going to take my dog for a walk, come back, sit down, and watch as much of Pluto as I can. So I'll watch it this weekend. Yeah, I'll report back. Uh, and the last thing on the news we've got is the Ichinose family's Deadly Sins by Taizan 5 was announced to be reaching its climax next week with Chapter 48 in WSJ 49. That'll be this Sunday. Um, that pretty much signals to me that this is ending. Don't you yeah. think? Yeah, like, I, I dropped it five chapters ago, so I don't even know what the We dropped it at be. the same time, because I believe we did an episode over it, and we're like, what the hell? And we both agreed, we're dropping this. Uh, how- I'm confused as to how it will reach a climax when it, it's been muddling around for 50 chapters, but uh, yeah, sure. I don't, I'm I don't also know not that, sure if this could, 
this could be um, pressure of the axe. From what I understand, this does not sell well or rank well in the readings. So this certainly could be a, hey, you're not making it, wrap it up. Um, or maybe they intended it for it to be this long. I, I'm not sure. It's very hard to tell because this is a very, um, is a very, I don't even know how to say it. Very weird series. I guess you could say it is, it is literally inception. If they never stop going into dreams, into dreams, into dreams, never explaining anything, you know, it's like, it's like inception. If they yeah. didn't spell out what the movie was about, you know, and yeah. shit just happened. If you like, want to no- go, nothing makes sense. Yeah, nothing makes sense. If you want to go and hear us talk about sort of the last time that we were actually reading this, um, 26th of August we was the episode that we did called, Can Ichinose Please Stop Jumping the Shark? Too many twists in this manga. Um, and my feelings have not changed. I still think that it did too much. Definitely not good. I've been checking in a little bit on the Reddit comments and seeing, okay, are, is, is everyone freaking out? Is this doing good things? And apparently there's just more dream jumping, more frustrating stuff. Yeah. Uh, so... I think if it finishes like in 50, 51, 52 chapters, that's only like 10 more chapters for us to read. I might go back and read it and just see like, all right, yeah, me too. did they do it? It's not that much more of an investment to kind of pick it up, but yeah. So it, it, it is an exercise in frustration. It's, uh, sure. it's a carrot and a stick situation, but you never get the carrot ever. Yeah. It, it's, or if you do yeah. get the carrot, it was a dream carrot. And then you go, oh, okay. And they go, oh, here's <laughs> the real carrot. And you go, oh, nice. And you eat it. And then you're like, nope, sorry. That was dream carrot also. Yeah, yeah. Very frustrating I, I, series. I, that's exactly what it's. I, it, it's it's an exercise in frustration for sure. You're right for sure. Um, but that's it for the news, Gautam. Let's start wrapping this episode up. Uh, All right. Tell me what you've been doing this week. You watched a good movie. Yeah, I saw Murder on the Orient Express. Um, I assume it, it's the new version. There's like seven the, versions of this, but I assume this is the new one, right? Yes, I okay. saw the new one. Uh, part of me wishes I watched the old one uh, oh, because okay. I had a few issues. Uh, with how I felt about it versus the book. Um, I, uh, he's, if someone, if you haven't read or seen Orient Express, it is kind of unique. In It's a very murder, unique mystery. Murder mystery. Yeah. yeah I saw this unique. for the first time maybe two or three years ago, and I actually had no idea about the end, and, and experiencing it for the first time was like, wow, that is one of the most different mysteries I had ever seen. Yeah. Uh, I, I did, uh, the movie did a lot right. I thought the introduction to Poirot is cool. Um, I think it spent too much time with Hercule Poirot and not enough time with the side characters mm-hmm. because the side characters, it all felt like they gave their exposition dump about their situation and then they moved on to the next one. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, the first character, the first side character is talking again. And I'm like, we just went through 12 of them. What was this guy's thing again? Yeah, it's like, I, I had the same yeah. issue. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, Small issues here and there. Overall, still a good movie. Still a still a great book. Um, yeah, but I won't say much more on that because it's a. Uh, I think it's a. Uh, it's something you should just watch. It's a fun one. It is, and it's very different from any other mystery you've ever seen. Um, yeah, I'd when the so. yeah. when the podcast ends, I'll we'll talk about the end because I yeah 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 I have some good. I have some issues and concerns about the end of this, but uh, cool. Uh, I finished reading Brandon Sanderson's The Sunlit Man. Very good book, very cool book. Um, as someone who is deep, deep into the Cosmere and has been for years, this is one of the coolest sort of Cosmere-connected things without it. And I think um, one of the cool things about Brandon Sanderson's books is they all take place in the same sort of shared universe. 
Uh, they start in kind of fantasy and have been progressing over the years towards sci-fi. This one kind of skips ahead and is mostly sci-fi, um, but obviously still has those magical elements. So there's a, he's sort of a magical sci-fi book. Um, so do the characters ever meet? That's kind of the expectation. This character, the main character you see on the cover here is actually from, um, He's from one of the other books. I'll try not to spoil too much in case people want to read this. Oh. He is from one of the other early, earlier fantasy books, and he exists here in this sci-fi book, uh, which is cool. But the, yeah, it's he he has gotten better at writing these connected mm. worlds and making them make sense and avoiding kind of exposition dumps of this is from this planet and this magic system X, Y, and Z, and you need to know this because why. Uh, mm. which was a concern I had with uh, Rhythm of War as a book that came out, man, this four years ago now, maybe three years ago. Um, I had some issues with kind of how stiff that one was about connecting all these worlds together. Um, and then Trust of the Emerald Sea earlier in the year, I think was a little bit better about it. Uh, you Mean the Nightmare Painter, which I think was my one more thing, I don't know, a month ago, maybe a little less than a month ago. Um that was also a little better about it. And then this one is like even better about just sort of connecting those worlds together and making it make sense and making it feel more like instead of a bunch of little connected magic systems and worlds, they're much more like, no, they all exist in the same area. They're all kind of using the same ideas. They're all just slightly different. Um, but this is a really cool book. I really liked it a lot. Cool. Yeah. Uh, nice. It, it, so is it like a wink nod thing? Like it's like someone's like, oh, wow, it sure is misty today. Wink, it used you know, it uh, used to be thing. like that, right? You okay, used to get yeah. comments about like the like one of the first uh, properties in the Cosmere is called White Sand. It's like a comic series, um, and there's this like magical white sand. And in in one of the books, it's like, oh, the main character passed by, you know, passed into this powerful guy's room and he had oh there was sparkling white sand in his dresser or you know like on top of whatever thing there there's lots of little winks and nods like that in his books this one is more like this one is very much more like ah yes a single unit of magic in this world is now called like one beu i have ten thousand beus that makes me this strong uh there is a spaceship there from this planet these people came from this planet which you read about in one of the short stories that he wrote um the, oh. This main character is from one of the other stories. He has these certain sets of powers, which he uses. He meets a group from like the from another. So I just this is gonna nice. there's so many. I think, I think this that's guy, really hype. yeah, Let's this guy's from the Stormlight Archives. Yeah. I won't say which character he is. This guy is from the the main character here is from the Stormlight Archives. He meets people from the Mistborn world, but this again, this is far future, so this is all kind of. Uh, the same world, but it, and they just meets people, and it's just like, oh yes, I know who they are. They have these different powers. But it all kind of works on the same base magic system. Um, but yeah, this one—I don't—this one handled it really well for me. But I'm that's also hype. very that's Cosmere hype. aware. So, I, you know, if it's a good universe, then that's just hype. I, I even like it. One of the best. I, I know I'm—I was goofing on the wink nod stuff, but I—if I'm invested, I—I I even like that. <laughs> this is yeah. The Cosmere is one of those things where if you. If you want to look for details and look for foreshadowing and make predictions, this is your jam. It's one of the reasons I really like it. Uh, and I listen to, I'll shout out a podcast that I listen to most weeks, um, The 17th Shard. Uh, I think it's just called The 17th Shard Podcast. Um, they are self-proclaimed group of hyper nerds who all they do is podcast, I think, every two weeks or every week about Brandon Sanderson's works and the Cosmere. 
Tiny. I mean, it's like there's enough content for them. I mean, this year they obviously he like released four books and did a bunch of um, question and answers about them yeah. and stuff. And so they talk about all those and make predictions. Um, but like every book reveals stuff that lets them postulate and guess and inform about the the universe and the other things they know. So very cool podcast that I like listening to. That sounds fun. It's like us uh, whenever we talk about One Piece. Yeah, it's very. I mean, I it is it is influential for me as a podcaster to listen to them do those t- types of predictions because that, that's what I like to do. That'd be cool. Yeah, that's what we like to we, we do that like a, like literally a, anytime we care about something. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And that's, yeah. that's I think, the real, um, the real infectious part of their podcast. And I hope maybe about ours too, is that you can tell that they really like and care about the Cosmere because they're able to talk for two and a half hours about, you know, one magic system or one little detail reveal in one of the books about, you know, this city is made of dragons. Like we didn't know that. That's insane. Um, very, yeah, cool. that's, that's cool. Awesome. Gautam, any other, any other things to say this, this week? Uh, nope. I'm all good. Cool. Let's get out of here. Hey, thank you again, everyone for listening or watching. Don't forget to leave us some feedback. Give us some comments, which, which are of your favorite of the new things. If you run any Brandon Sanderson, Hit, hit us up uh give us an upvote thumbs up whatever possible positive reinforcement you can leave us please go do that we really need and appreciate that um we really appreciate comments on all the videos we get yeah we like those we've talked about them in the past um check out my twitter and patreon linked in the description uh Gautam, tell everybody goodbye goodbye everybody thank you for being with us yet again and don't forget to read more manga <laughs>